0: Hi beauties. So I wanted to share a little bit with you about my personal intuitive journey. I share this in the hopes that this will inspire you or perhaps resonate with you um in some different ways that you yourself can explore how you are intuitive and how you have perhaps pushed it away or grown into it wherever you're at with relation to your intuitive nature because i guarantee you that if you are interested in my work and if you are listening to this particular podcast you are intuitive we all have intuition within us it is part of being a biological animal slash human on this world we have more than what our five senses provide for us we've just been very very conditioned to discard and mistrust ourselves and our guidance. So I'm not entirely sure if I'll be able to cover my entire kind of journey in this podcast because I don't want it to take forever. Um, So this might become a two-part podcast. Let's see how it goes. So my intuitive journey... I guess I'll just start and preface this with saying that my particular intuitive gifts truly lie in clairsentience and claircognizance, which is being able to feel energy and energy around me and the energy of people and also being able to know things that, you know, people didn't tell me or know solutions and know how energy works. If something happens, I understand what will happen after it just on a purely energetic level. So I claircognizantly pick up on things. I just know something even if there's no logical explanation for how I know it. And I want to share that clairsentience and claircognizance, I would want to say I feel like everyone has these gifts. And believe it or not, they are the strongest and most reliable forms of intuition. So I know a lot of people who are not very, um, kind of, not very in tune with their intuition, they really put a lot of stock and a lot of. Reliance on clairvoyance. I know that that's kind of a really important one. People love and really believe the stories that clairvoyants share, which are you know they see auras, they see people, they see um you know spirits or whatnot, and we really believe them. And I will. Have to share just my experience with that. Um, the clairvoyance that I know and who are very dear friends of mine who I look up to and I really like respect their gift, they themselves will say that clairvoyance is the most, um, is the sense that they rely the least on because clairvoyance is the most influenced by our ego. We see what we want to see so when you are working with a clairvoyant or if you are clairvoyant always bear in mind that your ego can influence greatly what you see okay and a lot of clairvoyants see things in their mind's eye so they're literally visions given to them I mean some you know see them in clear physical reality but always remember that that is Um, Not even clairvoyance themselves will say that it's not their most reliable source of intuition. They rely on claircognizance. They rely on clairsentience. And it's interesting because claircognizance and clairsentience are the things we doubt the most. We doubt what we know. You know, we just sometimes like, you know, the the clearest sense of this is like mother's intuition. Sometimes they just know that there's something wrong and we are really trained to doubt ourselves and we are really insecure in ourselves. So claircognizance and clairsentience, I believe, are the strongest forms of intuition, the most accurate, and they are the most prevalent. I truly believe we all, to some degree, have the gift of claircognizance and clairsentience. So, Let me go back to my journey. So when I was very young, I remember that I had very strong claircognizance. And I remember being very young, around seven or eight, and I started to pick up that this was not something um, people were very open to. Uh, I didn't, I hadn't been conditioned yet to know that you shouldn't know certain things about adults, you shouldn't say certain things about adults. And I remember being in, um, in my school setting, and picking up that teachers didn't really like um the things that i knew about them or the questions that i would ask because of the things that i knew about them and i wasn't being malicious or you know i didn't have any bad intent but i would just ask things like you know out of concern like are you you know are you tired because you you know were doing this or that um, you know, yesterday or last night or something. And I didn't, I had no malicious intent. I was just young and I just didn't know that I wasn't supposed to know those things. And I picked up really quickly, clairsentiently, that this made people very uncomfortable. And I picked up also quite quickly that this was considered very weird and creepy. So I sort of just learned by myself that, okay, that's something I shouldn't do anymore. And I just shut that off. And I think all of us, maybe we don't we didn't consciously realize it but we've all done that to some extent when we were very young we picked up okay that's weird and people find me weird when i do that so i'm not going to do that anymore it's really only been in the past i mean i would be generous at least in my world to say even you know 10 years it's really only been that people have been very more open and inviting of this intuitive you know oh she's a channel she's a mystic it's a lot more acceptable but you know For myself as a child uh, growing up in the Philippines, it was very, very um, not acceptable. So I learned to shut that out. And then um, in my teens, I remember that it started to sort of come back in the sense that I would pick up very valuable information about people that I cared a lot about, like empathically. I would pick up that someone was in pain and maybe they wanted to talk about it. But when I would you know, try to find out about it or bring it up. A lot of the times in my teenage years experience, it was like, oh, you're so intense. You're so like, you know, you're so deep, you're too intense. And I, you know, really, that developed a lot of insecurity for me around being intense and around being like too perceptive and too, um, you know, into the philosophical. So I was like, okay, just be normal, just be weird. And sorry, (laughs) just be not weird and i went down that path for a long time and to be honest i think for myself and for anyone who's listening to this who remembers that they were greatly intuitive that was a really damaging path to go down um because this is you know being deep and perceptive and interested in the more like soulful aspects of people and having clear sentience and clear cognizance about it that is who i am like that is literally what lights me up that is what guides my life that is what you know helps me feel fulfilled and to not be able to do that for many years when i was especially my teen years and also early 20s um you know even when i was a yoga teacher it was still not like um you know, it was very, very superficial approaches to things. That was the more acceptable way. And I'll go into my journey into being an a uh, yoga teacher and all of that. But it was quite a, you know, it's not a healthy path to shut down your intuition because our soul wants to express what it perceives in the world. And if we are not accepted to per, to express that, like we're not allowing our intuitive gifts to lead the way in our lives the way they are meant to, aka we're not allowing our soul to lead the way, then we're moving from ego. Even if that egoic place is, you know, I'm scared, I'm just trying to be quiet, I'm just trying to do what everyone tells me to do, I'm trying to be the good girl, that's ego. You know, we're trying to protect ourselves from being our true, magnificent, magnetic, soulful selves. So for myself in particular, being someone who's so clairsentient and so claircognizant and so very much wanting to live my life from that place, I just remember that the more I resisted it, the more it persisted, and the more I attracted people who resisted it, who made me feel very weird and very unaccepted when I was being my full self so cue (laughs) all the ways that we sort of self-medicate and you know shut ourselves down Um, personally i will say that i think if you are someone developing your intuitive gifts you will want to look into um using things like alcohol using things like coffee using things like numbing out with television to basically shut yourself up that's definitely what i did for very, very, very many years. And it's a shame because I could have really stepped more fully into my gifts. But I was um, surrounding myself and manifesting people who were very not interested in that side of the, you know, of that side of me. And I was... Just doing everything I can to run 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 away from I didn't want to be weird I didn't want to be mystical I didn't want to be seen as too intense I just you know wanted to kind of like get by and you know become successful and acceptable you know successful slash acceptable I think those two are kind of intertwined and that went on you know and I I did become a yoga teacher so thank god I had a grounding yoga practice I was a I started a yoga practice at you know, 13 and I became a yoga teacher at 19 years old. And I you know, taught yoga for probably five or six years. But even in that realm, like even yoga teachers, there's not, you know, it's not exactly, not necessarily an intuitive and psychic realm, especially in the way that I was practicing it because I was in such an ego fear state that I was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to go down the Kundalini meditation path, which is really the one that I love. I was like, I'm going to be like a handstand Hatha Vinyasa powerhouse. And attract, you know, that's just what I wanted. I wanted the egoic. Like the more that we live from a fearful place, the more our ego grows. And that was it. All my wants were ego. All I wanted was just acceptance, in the ways that the people around me would accept me at the time, which was very kind of um, superficial and physical. And that's just not me. And and I think anyone listening to this can attest. If you're not living what you want to do. It's very um, unfulfilling and kind of depressing. Like my, you know, I'll honestly say that those were not my best years. It was just a lot of running away and spinning my wheels, trying to avoid my true self, which was intuitive, mystical, intense, deep. Um, you know, I have my son is in Scorpio. Like that is how my astrological sun side is in Scorpio. So that's just how i would run away and to be honest the reason why i'm so passionate about sharing about intuition is because if you are someone who's powerfully intuitive and i believe that there are more and more and more of us and we're rising up to run away from your intuition can be quite dangerous because you you know and i'm not saying that lightly like you start to be live from a very fearful place where you're truly ignoring something that you're meant to live by and when you do that it gets harder and harder to run away. The signs become stronger and usually the signs become more negative. They become more fear-based. They become more, you know, hey, listen, you need to do this and you get shaken up. And if you don't listen, you know, the lessons come harder. And they definitely did for me. So for a couple of years, you know, I was definitely overly like, self medicating with kind of just alcohol and friends you know being with people who wouldn't accept me and then when my intuitive side would come in which it does like i get very um it's a lot of energy for me to be around a lot of people because my energy just totally scatters and i want to focus and you know intensely give my energy and my focus to one person and it's just all over the place and that's always been quite a lot for me to take but i didn't know that 7 years ago or 5 years ago even and i would just feel like okay I feel so uncomfortable and so flustered and like exhausted and but everybody expects this of me like there must be something really wrong with me and I would just drink coffee to oblivion like probably eight cups a day and then I would drink way too much alcohol like I just personally cannot accept alcohol like intuitively energetically um, I feel that my energy just blows way out and expands and all kinds of crap can come in. Um you know, you can listen to hmm, Ruby Warrington um on Instagram has a she runs a movement called Sober Curious and she has a lot of podcasts and interviews with people who who are intuitives and and they do explain that if you do get overly inebriated, your energy can be very very open, especially if you're already if your energy is already quite open. Um, you know, a lot of stuff can come in. So if you are someone who feels intuitive and you don't feel like you're totally in control of your drinking, that might be something to think about. But I'm not going to go down that road just now. But yeah, that was sort of the world I lived in. Really trying to do all the things, look like all the things I was supposed to do and trying, you know, whilst my soul was also like, hey, come here, come here, be a yoga teacher. Hey, come here, do a meditation class. And I wasn't really getting results. Excuse my back, my cat in the background, just a second. Okay, put uh, put Bowie, my cat, away. So yeah, I was sort of... I, my soul was kind of speaking to me and I was half listening to it. Like I would go in and do a yoga class and I was really like hat, one foot in, one foot out the other with this sort of intuitive and mystical lifestyle. Um, and that led me down... You know, that was not the way that I was supposed to be living my life. Like that was... I'm a Scorpio, as I've said before. I'm not meant to just do things halfway. I'm very, very, you know, intense and obsessive about things. So when I was kind of half in, like, I you know, I'd be like, oh, I, I like meditation yoga, but not to the point that it's a little bit weird. um Yeah, it really made things not the easiest for me. And I ended up just year by year getting more and more lost and more and more confused by what I was getting like the messages that I was getting and the more I was getting signals to do this do that the more I would be like no no and like be so firm and not be willing to do kind of the scary work that is trusting yourself and developing your intuition and your faith in your own path and the way that you want to do things so I ended up going through that for a few years trying to discover myself definitely living like on the side looking at I was I also worked um, as a web designer and graphic designer and social media manager for of course intuitive readers and um, creatives who were very mystical intuitive but I was so I was always partially in that world but never willing to kind of stand up and just Be that. I was always just watching others and kind of like be mesmerized by how they were doing things. And that ended up very much like, you know, when we don't listen to the signs and the souls, like the soul's message, that ended up leading me down a very disempowered path. And I wasn't learning my lessons and I wasn't taking the action I was supposed to. So I ended up manifesting one of the more difficult periods of my life, which was when I wound up um, you know despite all I was trying I was very confused by what was being sent to me lots of signals and signs and roadblocks of you know this is not what you're meant to do go and do this and I would just run further away from it and I ended up manifesting and a very difficult relationship that lasted about a year and a half and that was honestly one of the darker periods of my life um this person had like definitely had narcissistic personality disorder and then I learned later on after I went to actually see like some help for it I ended up having to see a therapist for a while because I was so stuck in this relationship and I discovered that he also had borderline personality disorder which is if you know anything about it it's not hard to decipher it's a very obvious you know just a very very abusive mentally and physically abusive person with a lot of issues and I just remember being in that relationship and you know, the thing, the dynamic of an abusive relationship is, you know, you get more and more isolated, they become more and more manipulative and they really can, (laughs) they have their own intuition in their own way and they can really pick up on what your insecurities are and my insecurity, deep, deep, deep insecurity and deepest fear at the time was that I was crazy. That was like my biggest, I didn't want to act crazy. I didn't want to say anything that might be crazy. Um, I And yet of course, you know, I was surrounding myself with people who thought that the way I literally was, was crazy, like wanting to talk about intuition, wanting to talk about signs, you know, he, knowing things about people that made people so uncomfortable that they would lash out and be like, you're, you're weird, like get away from me. Um, you know, just really surrounding myself with the wrong people and this person that I was with just fed off of that and was like, nobody gets, you know, very isolating. And that was the time that I really, you know, it became such a difficult time for me, and I was on such a hard place that I realized, you know, I had no one to ask advice from. I had I had isolated myself so much and I couldn't tell anybody what was happening, um, that I couldn't really ask for advice. I couldn't really tell anybody what was going on and in some ways that was kind of a blessing in disguise because it really forced me to look to myself. It really forced me. um, Actually, there was this big moment that happened that really opened me up to the power of my intuition and that was when... It was really close to sort of the end of this whole cycle well i wish it was close to the end it was the end for me but unfortunately this cycle sort of this person kept coming back for a long time afterwards but the close of it all for me was i was in this very very dark place and i was actually in one of the rooms of my house and he was just outside and he was just going crazy around my house just destroying things and um and i remember just feeling so energetically and mentally depleted I just had no more excuses for him or for me or for why I was in this situation I had nothing else to say and I was just so quiet and so kind of not like all the fear had already left me at that time and I was like I don't I don't know what to do and I need to get out of here and and I remember just being so quiet and so calm in my mind and thinking what do I do? Like wherever, whatever is out there, God, light, whatever, you know, tell me what to do. Cause I don't know. I'm completely, I don't know. And I remember this was the first time I'd ever had a clairvoyant experience, but it was also a very claircognizant experience where all of a sudden I just downloaded this knowing that everything is going to be okay. And, you know, considering how fearful I had been in the months leading up to that and the extreme anxiety that I had Put myself in being in that relationship it was like this total shift in my energy that i just downloaded and i was like i'm gonna be okay and then i clairvoyantly saw um, a very dear soul to me in front of me and he said um you know first of all know that everything is going to be okay but you need to leave and then I guess because you know there is such incredible ways that our intuition speaks to us, it also knew I don't like to be put into to corners. And, I, and he was like, you know, you can stay and I promise you everything will be okay and you don't need to be afraid. But if you will listen, you need to go. And I just, for once, just had the openness to not reject it and be like, that's crazy. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to see crazy things and experience the stuff that everyone said was crazy. And I was like, okay. I'm going to listen, and I got out of there, and I told, you know, I got myself out of that situation, and, you know, I'd love to say that that was the end of it, but again, it was just, you know, there was about eight months after that of um, of a, a journey, a step-by-step way, and I, you know, as hard as that time was, I look back at it, and I can really realized that that was, you know, those next eight months were the step-by-step journeys that it was the journey that I took to develop my intuition because I'd had that incredible huge moment alone and, you know, in the room in my house and it, I got out of it and it helped me. And from that day on, every single day, I was like, tell me what to do the next step. What do I do now? Show me. I trust you. Guide me. What do I do now? Is this for me? Just constantly asking and trusting. And, you know, it was definitely a process. You know, there it was a muscle to develop. Sometimes, you know, nothing came through. Sometimes I got frustrated. Sometimes I was like, you know, am I doing the right thing this you know my life does not look the way it should look and maybe people think this and that of the, me but I was like you know I was just done I and I and I had physically experienced what happens when you don't listen to your intuition and it had gotten so bad I would just remember being in that space where I was so distant from myself and my voice Literally, like physically, I could, I barely like even spoke up around people because I was in such a dark, like insecure place from that relationship. And I was like, you know, it is so clear to me that 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 is not the life that I meant to live. I'm not meant to live disempowered. I'm not meant to live just choosing to shut myself up because it sounds weird or it sounds unacceptable to people. And, you know, that conviction that came from such a painful experience was what drove Me forward. It gave me the determination to be like, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I if this all makes sense or fits in, but I'm not listening to other people anymore because they led me, you know, like obviously I played a lot of the role in that by choosing to listen to them and allow it, but not listening to myself led me to such a physically disempowered place, such a, you know, humiliating and really shameful place that I was like that's just not for me and this is not my path anymore and I'm gonna do something different and you know this was about this was the end of 2016 so a couple of years ago now and as I said it took about eight months to really get back on my feet and feel myself again but honestly you know after that journey this is where I'm at like I just I'm not like fucking around anymore. I'm not listening to people who don't even know me, who don't even like value what I do and listening to them so I can go down a path again that just led me to such disempowerment. You know, now I just trust myself so fully and I allow it to unfold. You know, it's not my intuition and our intuition doesn't just show up and give you the logical answer. It's usually not logical and that patience requires determination. And I don't think I would have had the determination if I didn't have that very difficult experience where I was so far away from my code, my, you know, my intuition, my soul, you know? So that was sort of the turning point for me and now it's like three years later and i'm you know it's just amazing what happens when you step into your power and you call people out on their bullshit and you just cut them out of your life and i was like i'm not gonna be around anyone who makes me feel like the way who i physically and fundamentally am is crazy or weird or unacceptable like that's unacceptable to me And so I just removed myself from those situations constantly, you know, day in, day out, constantly checking in with myself. I started automatic journaling. I was pulling oracle cards for myself, like probably seven times a day in public. I didn't give a fuck, (laughs) like what, you know, whatever it took. And, um, now it's led me to this place of, I mean, I the most interesting thing is right after that. You know, eight months later, I manifested the most power, powerful, like perfect relationship for me. You know, um, I didn't dive right into it. It took a couple of months after the initial eight months where I was just getting back on my feet. And um, but it's just a total one hundred and eighty. You know, we really our soul knows what we want and what will feel fulfilling. It will not lead us astray. It will lead. I mean, I just live a completely different life from that space because I listened to my intuition and I developed trust in myself. Trust in yourself is a muscle. It takes practice. It takes determination. So before this gets too long, I'll leave this here, but, um, I would love it if you could follow me on Instagram at Be Your Own Intuitive. I would love to hear if you have any kind of stories to share with this. Um, you know, this was sort of like more of a personal share. So I really invite, you know, more conversation on a one on one level with you guys if you want to DM me again at Be Your Own Intuitive. And I'll be back pretty soon with a continuation of this story and maybe some tools. To help you um with your own intuitive journey and where you're at so i'll leave you with this for now bye